Hello and welcome. Cheers to each and every one of you playing this episode. And don't forget to stay in the know to look out for our social media posts on Facebook and Instagram. The links are in the episode notes. Hello, everybody. I am back with another episode, as promised. Um, the reason I wanted to go ahead and record this episode and get it out to you guys is because, for one, I think that I know for a fact that this is going to be right on time. And I want to get it out and record it. Or I'm going to record it. I don't know when I'm going to put it out, but I'm going to record it and schedule it. And if I feel like God is telling me to wait, then I'm definitely going to wait. But I feel like to, now is the right time. Um, I was having a conversation yesterday um, with one of my friends. And we were talking about um, the video that's in the last podcast episode. As always, like I tell you guys, if you see the episode notes, please check them out. Because they have links to things that can really help you through the seasons that you're going through. Um, that what of what I'm talking about in the episode. So, I posted a link to a video with Priscilla Shire, CC. Hey, girl. <laughs> um, with Priscilla Shire, and I thought it was very, 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 very helpful because a lot of times when we go through things that we feel like are shameful or we embarrassed about or you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, I can never tell someone this or, you know, I'd rather go through this alone, you know. But in all honesty, God wouldn't have it God wouldn't have it that way. Um and the reason I say that is because our number one purpose, no matter what God has called us to, our purpose is the same. Our purpose is to give God the glory. So the things that we live for shall honor his name and give him glory. So it doesn't matter if I'm a market a telemarketer or if I'm a CEO. If I'm living the purpose that God has called over my life, whatever I do should reflect that. And that should give God name glory because that's our goal i know a lot of times we look at like what is my purpose and for one all our purpose is to give god to be a living testimony for for one to be a living testimony and speak god's word and it's not naturally saying that we have to go out knock on doors and you know persuade people to come to christ but in the people that we do meet and the people that we do encounter we are to share our story so that if they are doubting or if they are lost, they can be found and they can want to know more about God. I remember uh, when I first, I don't know if you know who I'm going to, who I'm speaking of, but there's this lady named Courtney Sanders and I found her podcast a couple years ago and I started listening to her podcast and so I said, you know what, let me Cause I think I found her podcast at like the the middle of when she was like posted, and so I said, you know what? Let me go back to the beginning. Let me start from episode one. And when I got to reading, not reading, but listening to the things that she was talking about, and how you know she was a person who didn't believe in God, or you know she just went against religion, or she had her doubts, and she encountered her now husband, who you know. Um, 
brought her more clarity and knowledge on, you know, having a relationship with God. And she was able to ask questions that she didn't understand. She was able to just be herself and it was okay to not know. And, you know, I think that's awesome because a lot of times believers in the church put a lot of pressure on other people when they don't know what we typically suspect. I can't talk today. When people don't know what we suspect them to know as believers, people shame you. People, even the church, you know, uh, people in the church, most importantly, old folks, (laughs) you know, they'll shame you. But and I think that's why a lot of people, I think a lot of people, and this is just my opinion, you know, don't shoot the messenger. This is just me talking at this point. Um, I think that a lot of people don't really have a good relationship with God um, because of people. Anybody that you see walk around that says, oh, you know, I can't get with Christianity or I can't get with this or I can't get with that. Nine times, and then you ask them, well, what happened that you don't go to church or you don't read your Bible or you don't pray or you don't believe anymore? What happened? And 90% of those stories, for my experience, have been things that happen in the church or with people associated with um, believing. And they made them feel shamed. They made them feel guilty. They made them feel unwanted, unclean, unpure, um, belittled. A lot of things go into play with that. And I think that um, I'm doing all this right now. I didn't even tell you guys what the topic was. <laughs> so today's topic is um being the light through the darkness. Um, and the reason I titled it that is because I think about like I remember when I lived in Atlanta, and I met this guy. That I used to work with. And one day I was picking him up for work. And just out of the blue. We're in the car. Just I think listening to music. Listening to the radio at the time. And he says out of the blue. He looks at me. And you know how you can see somebody like looking at you at the corner of your eye. So I see him like looking at me at the corner of his eye. And so I'm just like driving like awkward. Because I'm like well this is weird. But I'm like okay well maybe he's going to say something. So he was like you just seem like a person that prays a lot. And I was just like, what? Like, <laughs> huh? And so he's like, no, don't get offended. And I was like, I'm not offended, but I just, I want like you to explain like, what do you mean? And so he was like, I don't know. He was like, I get this feeling like you just pray a lot. And I was like, is that a bad thing? And so he was like, nah, he was like, I just never came across somebody who prays a lot. Like who just had that kind of relationship with God. And honestly, that was one of the best things that I could ever hear because it's just like, even in my imperfections, even though I'm human, even though I mess up every day, even though I'm a sinner, even though I'm me, even though, you know, whatever that looks like, even though I'm still able to let God's glory shine through me. And I was just like, that blessed me because he didn't know that I had a lot going on, you know. He didn't know that I was. it was a struggle for me to get up in the mornings. And here I am barely going to a job that I hate um, where I have to deal with racism. And he was black as well, so we both have to deal with it. 
And it wasn't like it. This wasn't one of those companies where they hid it. It was well known um, that they were racist, and we had like a hand. It was probably like three or four black people at this specific location that I worked at. But overall, the company was racist. So I was like, you know, he was having issues with his car. So I was like, well, you know what? Where do you live or whatever? And he was like, oh, I live, you know, not too far from here. So I was like, okay, well, until you get your situation figured out. I'll help you. Like, I'll come pick you up or whatever. And I did that because I was just like, my thing is, for one, he's a black man. For two, this is what people who have issues with racism or have issues with, like, feeling like, oh, you know, well, you can walk or it's just beneath you, like, to be able to get to work. So I was just like, you know what, I don't want you to be another black man and this corporation and you lose your job or they basically make it hard for you then you have you get fired because you can't get transportation to work or whatever so um yeah we're on our way to work and it's just so crazy because just telling that story I feel like one of those persons or people living back in 1958 because it's so crazy how real racism is in this world you know and I just think that it's just about love. You know, you have to love on those people because I think that that comes from just a lack of knowledge, you know, and maybe something that someone did to them or something that someone did to somebody else and then they passed it on, you know. It's learned. It's not authentic. It's learned. So, anyways, it's ain't no political black color, white white color thing. Like, we ain't doing that. But I'm telling this story. I love everyone equally because... I don't see color, you know, I see people, and I see people for what they are and who they can be, you know, and it doesn't matter what color you are, that never mattered to me, but, um, and that's why I think, too, it was, I was, I'm not going to say it was easy for me to work in these kind of environments, because, but I don't know, I feel like I had something to prove, like, I can, I deserve to be here just as well as you, and he deserves to be here just as well as you, and so, you know, here I am just trying to be a helping hand in a time of need when I couldn't even really help myself, if I'm being honest. And this man was able to see that I could be a light through his darkness, you know, even though my own tunnel was dark, you know. And then in that moment, honestly, he was a light for me because I was like, that stuck with me. That happened in 2017. It's 2020, and I still remember that day like it was yesterday. Because I remember I got chills down my spine, like, just thinking about what he said because I'm like... Nobody has ever told me that, like, because, and I was telling my friend too, I said, you know, it's funny that people associate being a believer or being a Christian or being Baptist or being whatever you are, people associate that with, you know, oh, you feel like you better than everybody. Oh, you judgmental. Oh, I can't say how I really feel around you. Or I can't tell you what I did last night around you because you're going to judge me. And that's not even what it is. Like, that's not what it is at all. But that just comes because that's the kind of people they they interacted with who were walking around claiming to be of God. But that's nothing like God, you know. That's nothing like Jesus. And so, um, I don't know. I just wanted to send this message out to let everybody know to just be a light in somebody's day, even if it's your own day. And I'm telling you, once you light up somebody else's day, that light will be reflected back to you. And be the reason that somebody at least tries God, you know, tries Jesus or turn their life over to Christ, be the reason that somebody asked questions that they didn't know the answer to and they were comfortable. You know, be available for the person who wants to be able to have a relationship with God but don't know how to or want to go to church but scared to ask because they're not going to be accepted. Because I remember 
Like, be a, a young adult, uh, and even be a younger, like, I always, like, my, my family, we went to church, you know, and when I was living on my own, I still went to church, you know, and I did the best I could, and I know a lot of times, whew, excuse me, I am tired, you guys, but um, a lot of times, people just, I don't know, people didn't ask me to go certain places or do certain things. And I'm just like, okay. I didn't get offended because I'm like, at the end of the day, I realized that it's just a place that, I didn't, I wasn't into all that. Like, I didn't go to the clubs when I was younger. I went to, like, maybe one or two clubs. And I went to, like, when I got older, I started hanging out with, like, older folks. Like, I love hanging around old folks. Like, there are older, mature crowds, some of them. And they just know how to have a good time. And I remember there was, like, these two clubs that I went to in Atlanta. And I had a great time. Uh, one of them was, like, a mixed crowd. But the second one, it was, like, literally legit old people in there. And I had a ball. I'm like, this is somewhere I can trust to just come in after work. Because at the time, I was living in Atlanta by myself. So, I was like, this is somewhere I can literally get dressed, come to, hang out by myself, have a good time, and come home. And it was, like, right down the street from where I lived. And so, I, I'm okay with that, you know? And... I remember for the longest just looking for a church home and, you know, just feeling like I was never going to find that. And that's why, like, I, when people, I remember, like, I tell people all the time, I don't play about, like, going to other people's churches. Like, I just don't play about that because, for one, everybody ain't talking about Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't talking about the same God you're talking about. So, I don't play with my spirituality that way because, my thing is, I know how it took me years to find my church. It took me years to have a relationship with God that I have now. And for me to just step out and be playing in somebody else's playground, um, to be vulnerable to anything, demons and stuff like that, I, I just don't take well to that. Because that stuff is real, you guys. Like, people be trying to, like, downplay it but it's real like just like the devil is real and then he wear no picture no whore like he is real and my thing is he used to be an angel he's a fallen angel so it's just like please don't sit here trying to tell me like this stuff is oh you overthinking no because i remember going to a church um and feeling so uneasy about it and just for me and i was like you know what because I, I had this persona in my head that the person was just going to be like, oh, you being judgmental, you think your church is perfect, da, da, da. but it wasn't about my church being perfect. It, was, it wasn't even about my church. It was about the commitment that I made to God because I had been searching for a church home for years. I felt lost, and I, I attended my best friend's church for a while, you know, and I love his church. To this day, I love his church, but I knew that, okay, I need more. This isn't for me. Like, I know this wouldn't be my church home, but I love his church. I love his pastor. I love every time I go, and I, if he invites me to go or, you know, if I hear they have something, I go because I know that, okay, this is the man that is after God's own heart, you know, so I go, but now I'm like, if it's somebody that I don't know and I've never been in their church and I can't vouch for them, I if I get an uneasy spirit, I'm like, I'm not even going to tip myself and go. I'm staying because that's the sermon. And I should have followed my mom the first time that I felt uneasy and I had the sermon about going and I went anyway and I was just like, oh no, like what is this? Like this is not of God. And I don't know. I just, there's something about just being able to just walk and know it, you know? So 
I think that it's just important to be able to just live and tell your story, you know, regardless of what it looks like and not be ashamed of that because somebody out there may be trying to hear it or somebody may be wanting to ask you or been looking for somebody to talk to about finding a church home or just opening up about how they feel about Christ and how they, or just to talk in general. My thing is you don't have, this ain't, we ain't no salespeople. You don't have to push God on nobody. But if they're open, if they want to know, let them know. And sometimes even just you being obedient, you, the blessings that you have, or when you're at in life, people see that and they're like, well, God, you know, you're going through so much, but you're still smiling. You know, you had a rough day, but you still make it through. How do you do that? And if you say it's through the blood of Jesus and he's giving me strength and there, people are going to want to know, where does that come from? What is that? How do I get that? And they're going to start seeking God, you know? So the only thing I hate about this is that, a lot of people put a lot of fluff out here when it comes to um, God. Like, they'll say, oh, you know, I remember, like, I for the longest, people had this, oh, pay your tithes and all, all your things are going to go away, all your problems. And so I started paying my tithes, like, faithfully because I was like, you know what? I don't want to go through no more turmoil, no more this. And it took for me to really start getting into the Word and talking to God to know that that is not true. The Word itself says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But it did not say the weapons wasn't going to try to form. It wasn't saying that you wasn't going to go through trials and tribulations. You will be tested. You will be tempted. And so I'm just like, and I remember telling you once, I remember one of my friends was just like, oh, I'm going through this. Stuff. And I asked, I said, well, did you pay your tithes? <laughs> Y'all, that's me slapping my knee. Because that's just how ignorant I was. Like, I literally remember that day. I was like, girl, did you pay your tithes? Because once you pay your time, like, God's going to handle it. But, I, and I know that, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that that's not true to a certain extent. Because when you give God your first in, your first fruits, God will make sure all your needs are met. And even when you don't, God still provides. He still makes a way. So, it's like, don't tell people, oh, pay your tithes and everything's going to be all right. Or just pay them. No, that's not all true. Like, tell the truth. Like, and also what I do is I tell people to read the word themselves. Like, there's nothing like hearing the sermon. Like, you can hear three, four pastors speech on the same sermon, and it can all be three, four different things because the word speaks differently to everybody. And then it too varies because sometimes you can read one passage and then read it again, and you will get something that you never got before. So you have to read it and interpret it on your own. But I just wanted to put this out here just to be a light to somebody because there's people out there who may need a you in their life and not to just preach to them, but to be there, to love on them, to be there and encourage them. And if that's you, I know that's you. Um, you have to just, you don't have to even do anything. Just be you and just be open more about your story and be firm in your story and blessing other people's lives with your story because that's what God gives us the story for. It's a testimony for a reason. And it gives God glory to be able to share your story. And I used to walk in the shame of a lot of things that I've been through, but now I walk and I tell those stories and I don't ever forget to mention how God brought me through them because even when I sit here today and record this, I'm going through a lot, but I still remember what God brought me through and how far I've come and he would never forsake me. So be a blessing and a light into somebody else's. Let somebody look at you and say, you're just a woman at prayer. You're just a man that's after God's own heart. Be that man. Be that woman for somebody else. So I love you guys. I'll talk to you guys on the next podcast. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you stay tuned for more episodes. Remember, being grateful makes you gorgeous.